Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk About Life. My name's Katie. I'm Lauren. And I'm Natalie. In today's topic, we're going to talk about mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very serious topic. So, if we make jokes, it's because we can't. Right. We're Dark trying humor. to cope. <laughs> if you hear us laughing, we're trying to cope with it. Yes. Um, I guess we're just going to kind of talk about, like, how we, fig- like, we're diagnosed. I mean, I was diagnosed officially, but, like, some of us, like, like, a lot of people, like, know they have something, but they aren't officially diagnosed. But I guess we'll just talk about how we kind of realized we had something wrong in a sense yeah. or like we were tr- we were like experiencing something and then kind of like go into ways towards the end of like how to cope with it um mm-hmm. yeah um i guess i can go first i'll talk about how like i figured it out i guess and then i'll <laughs> kind of go into what i'm doing now but basically i've always had anxiety i can remember from like a really young age just always being really worried about what other people are doing and like what um like what's gonna happen like if I don't do this right or if I like don't try hard or whatever I think the earliest memory I have of anxiety is like third grade so it's probably like 10 yeah it's definitely genetic for me um and that's what I've realized as I've gotten older that it's just it's what's in my family (laughs) so um, so I remember from early age struggling with anxiety, but I would, I was never aware that I was struggling with something like anxiety. I was, I just thought that was how it was normal. Like I thought it was normal to worry excessively about everything. And, um, in middle school, I went through a depressive phase. It was more of like a, it's more, se- so I have seasonal depression too. So, like, in the fall, I get really depressed. Um, But in eighth grade, that was, like, the first time I experienced seasonal depression. So, that was something I've noticed as i got gotten older as well. And then, like, in high school, obviously, my anxiety kind of started to spike a little bit. But it wasn't the worst. Um, I feel like, looking back on it, I just lived my life thinking that that was fine. Like, I never thought I had anxiety. I never thought anything was wrong. I always thought I was fine. Because I was kind of taught to, like, hide my emotions and also to kind of play my feelings down. Like, people have it worse, so, like, I shouldn't be sad about this. Like, that's kind of how I was, not raised, but, like, that's kind of what I learned as I grew up. So, it wasn't until I got to college where my anxiety was, like, through the roof and it was, like, really unbearable. I never had experienced physical symptoms, but I couldn't eat. I wasn't sleeping well. I was nauseous. Um... I was getting headaches and I like couldn't concentrate in school and a lot of it was contributed to my toxic relationship it that really enhanced a lot of the the anxiety in me um but then I just was like you know I I can't I need to go to therapy because I can't live like this and like I needed to go to therapy because I thought I was the one who had to change in the relationship to make it better even though there was literally nothing that I did wrong. But uh, I took the blame on myself and I went to therapy as more of like a way to help my relationship, but it ended up like really healing me. Um, I have been in therapy for probably a year and a half now. Yeah, like a year and a half. Um, And it's been wonderful. I recommend therapy to anyone. Um, I... 
So during this time, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. And then um, over the, the past summer, so like 2020 summer, I was put on antidepressants because of my relationship. Um, and then I, I've been on, I've switched a couple of antidepressants now, but I would say this past year and a half of my life has been the worst my mental health has ever been. Um, because I started actually taking accountability for it. Like I've recognized it, I've like diagnosed it and now I'm like actually learning how to cope with it. And that's a process, process of unlearning everything you grew up knowing to be right. So I always thought it was okay to worry about everything, but it's not, it's really not. And it's not that I like, it's not like test anxiety. Like people are like, oh my God, I'm so anxious for this test. It's like, that's a form of like stress and anxiety, but like generalized anxiety is like excessive, constant state of like worrying, like 24 seven, you're on edge. Like you're worrying about something like you can't really like sit still. Like I, I cannot sit still. Like I have to be doing something. I have to get up and do something. I can't watch a TV show and just watch a TV show. Like I have to go on my phone and like also like play a game while I'm watching TV because I need to like feel stimulated to like be distracted. Um, yeah. yeah, but long story short, I, over the past year, my mental health severely declined because of my toxic relationship, but I'm thankful for it because it, it showed me like how to heal and um, how to get help and actually take accountability. So that's great. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. Yep. Sometimes a, a glow stick has to break in order to glow. Aww. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I showed you that. Yeah, yeah. On TikTok. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I feel like we all deal with anxiety. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever we're just anxious, we're, we we all just know how to deal with it. We're like, hey, I'm anxious. And we're like, okay, what's wrong? We just kind of rant. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess I'll go next. So I, like, always had anxiety, kind of like Lauren. Um. I start, like, when I was, I didn't have the greatest childhood. I mean, I had a good childhood, but, like, my dad was very, like, hard and, like, hard on me and, like, very toxic, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So, when I was, like, in elementary school, everyone thought there was something wrong. Like, my dad thought that there was something wrong with me, um, because I didn't, like, um, I didn't do well in, in, like, school and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, he, like, um, he, like, told me, well, I'm not good enough for this. I'm not good enough for that. So, like, it kind of hurt. Yeah. But, so then that, like, um, kind of, so then when I was in fifth grade, I got diagnosed with dyslexia, mm-hmm. and he still was like, oh, is there something wrong with you? So I think that's oh. what sparked my, like, perfectionism. Yep. yep. And, like, also my anxiety, because I felt like I wasn't, like, good enough. Yeah. So, like... Sorry, I'm getting really emotional, and I'm That's sorry, okay. guys, but, like, no, it's just a, a really... hard topic. Yeah. So, sorry, sorry about that. But, <laughs> anyways, so, that, like, um, happened, and then, like, my parents ended up getting a divorce, so that was hard. Right. But, like, all of that kind of triggered me being a perfectionist and wanting to, like, prove him wrong. Mm-hmm. And prove everyone else wrong. So I feel like that's what kind of triggered triggered it. Yeah, perfectionism is a form of anxiety. Yeah, so then 
and like I never really like fit in in like elementary school or middle school mm-hmm. so I con- constantly was trying to like I constantly would worry oh am I good enough for this am I good enough for that yeah. so like I feel like that would spark my social anxiety and then like w- once I got into middle school like I started getting nauseous and sick on the first days of school and like it was just not good mm-hmm. at all. So my I went to therapy and that worked out like somewhat, but it didn't really help me mm-hmm. as well as I it probably should should have. But um and it was just hard. Yeah. But I feel like I also tried hypnotherapy, which is like a form of like therapy, but like what what they do is they have you do, like, different games that stimulate your brain to try to um, com- make you learn how to calm down. Yeah. Or, like, they teach you different techniques in order to calm down mm-hmm. um, in any situation. So I learned how to do that. And then in high school, like, I mean, I got better over the years, but I still have anxiety every day. Yeah. And I still constantly worry. Right. So, like. It yeah, never ends. But it's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah. No, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. am a perfectionist too because of like, like lack of emotional availability from yeah. like my parents. Mm-hmm. Not shaming them or anything, but they're yeah. definitely, yeah. You just kind of learn to like make sure other people come first before you sometimes. Exactly. You have mm-hmm. to like conform to make sure that you're perfect enough for people to like you or like want to stay in exactly. your life, which is like not how it should be you know yeah and but. then yeah and then I like realized okay well I don't really want my dad in my life if he's gonna cause that so. right right it's not like especially like having family underestimating your abilities yeah kind of just builds onto like the fact like do you even believe yourself you know yeah yeah, yeah you so can't learn to trust like, yourself it's exactly. really hard when you hear it from family than rather than like you strangers. know strangers or you know, people, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like that just m- made my mind, like, be like, okay, th- that this is how it is, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now I'm getting better. So I feel mm-hmm. like I'm I'm slowly getting, be- getting better. But yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a while. Once you make peace with your past, it's yeah, easy to move exactly. on. Or it's easier to move on and, like, learn how to deal with things, but... Yep. Yeah. Wow, that was deep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I about know. that, guys. I, I didn't really deep. I didn't I realize the, I was getting I heard, an emotion. I heard the pain in your voice. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh my god. I, I didn't know. I didn't like know your it was... voice was like trembling. I was like, oh my god, I want to give you all that. <laughs> I didn't know how emotional I was gonna be, but sorry guys for. Uh... That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the real deal. Yeah, we're showing the the I... true emotions here. Yes, mm-hmm. I know someone's gonna relate to me, so like. Yeah, might as well. Might as well share it. it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Make people feel not alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's the point about, like, sharing your story and, like, talking about mental health. Exactly. For me, at least. Like, I'm a huge advocate for it because you want to... I just feel like it's so important to talk about it. No one does. Like, it's so stigmatized and it's so, yeah. like, demonetized. Like, demonetized? Is that the right... Yeah, demonetized. <laughs> that, yeah. like, no one, like, really wants to 
pay attention to it and like bring it up mm-hmm. it's getting better definitely with our yeah. generation but still there's there's still areas where there's like people think that OCD is like oh my god I'm a neat freak or like mm-hmm. bipolar disorder is someone who's like literally crazy it's like no these are so over stigmatized like OCD is not just being a neat freak and bipolar disorder is not just being crazy like it I don't know there's just yeah. a lot to and, go into but yeah and I feel like what also helps me is like having my friends and like my mom and like, yeah mm-hmm. my family there to with, talk it to through. talk it through so yeah. mm-hmm. so i also have anxiety what a surprise um i think what stems from my anxiety was like um at a young age i was judged by my appearance a lot by my family and and like my peers because Mm -hmm. i was in like a very white dominant neighborhood so i was like the odd one out when it came to like um diversity yeah (laughs) so I was like made fun of a lot about like how I looked and that kind of like stems from like my low Mm self-worth so like I had a lot of insecurities growing up and um yeah um I also went to like a like school where it's from like preschool to grade eight so I grew up grew up like comfortable with like my classmates because I've known them for like what 10 years Mm -hmm. so you know from there like I didn't really get anxiety in middle school when I went to a high school where like a bunch of new people was like introduced to me and I don't know anybody that's when my anxiety started because also started because I was like growing up with all these like people I've known Mm -hmm. And every year, I would see them again. Then I went to this high school, and I didn't know anyone. And when I had to present for the first time, I was extremely nervous. And that's where, like, my stuttering came from. And I had, like, trouble presenting things to my classmates. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so every time I remember this, like, moment where... When it was my turn to present, the boys in my class would laugh before I even got to present Aww. because they knew I had, like, very bad habit of stuttering when I'm nervous. Like, it's mm-hmm. very obvious. And, like, I would repeat my words because I would be so nervous and, like, I would lose, like, my sense of breath. Like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't breathe. Oh, my gosh. So I would have way. to, like... I would be like, like that Aww. when I <laughs> when I present because I was so nervous and oh like, my gosh. because my I like had a lot of insecurities and like my self worth was like very low back then. It was very hard for me to present myself with like confidence. Mm-hmm. I had I had trouble um, with confidence growing up in high school. I think like towards the end of high school when I started like becoming um taking more leadership positions mm-hmm. and like starting to like present yeah. every thursday in a one of the biggest clubs in our high school was like really changed me to like build up my confidence i still struggle with self-worth and like my mm-hmm. self-esteem obviously yeah mm-hmm. i feel like everyone um still is trying to find 
full love within themselves for sure mm-hmm. definitely wow. i'm i'm still am so i am mm-hmm. me too so yeah I, that's where my anxiety stems from mm-hmm. family and like yeah yeah and then just like being in a totally different environment but um so you have a lot of like social anxiety type of thing yeah because yeah. i do care about what a lot of people think about me yeah Mm-hmm. Like, I care a lot about how I present myself to others. Mm-hmm. And that's because from my childhood, I was raised to present myself in a way that wouldn't let my family look bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I guess I care so much about how I look to others and how people would judge me from my, like, the way I act or, like, my appearance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I would say I struggled with social anxiety for, like, maybe, like, a few years in middle school when I was, like, hella insecure about myself, but I, for some reason, have a really easy time just talking. <laughs> like, I can literally yeah. talk to anyone and get up in front of any class and just be like, blah, 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 blah. I don't know, like, why, but, like, my social anxiety, like, she's non-existent, but my generalized anxiety, oh my god honey through the roof (laughs) it was easier for me to talk to people one-on-one one-on-one or like in smaller groups but like in a large group setting it's like oh my god yeah yeah i can't do this Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like definitely like i was very introverted when i was in middle school and elementary school and i didn't talk to anyone like i kind of was like in a tunnel tunnel vision and i only had like a couple friends because i try yeah like i trusted (laughs) them and i didn't know what else to like say or how to talk to people or oh my gosh what did they think of me or like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like stuff like that but and then i also like i don't know like presentations were hard and Mm -hmm. like stuff like that but I feel like once I started getting like a job and like started working and like building a career like not building a career for myself because I don't have a career right now (laughs) anyway (laughs) and I'm still trying to work on that but um, I mean like reputation yeah and just like volunteering and getting Mm -hmm. like leadership positions like Katie said like I started to open up and I started to be able to talk to more people Mm -hmm. and now like I'm one of the like like oldest working (laughs) (laughs) I have have a bad habit of playing with things during podcasts (laughs) like I burned myself with a candle and now I'm playing with my hair oh my god sorry continue (laughs) Um, I just feel like um like I've been Okay, I'm sorry. I'm we sorry, need to sorry. say. Sorry. Okay, Katie really doesn't have a bad habit. She's like has a piece of gum on top of her microphone box and is like playing with that. One. Oh my god! I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Everyone's done that. Come on. Oh yeah. You have like if you're lying to yourself if you didn't if you don't play with your gum sometimes. Exactly. You just like take it out of your. You just like pull it as far as you can. <laughs> or try to blow bubbles that you can't blow. Right, and then you get it either all over your like mouth and everything. Yes. Okay, this is just very entertaining while we're doing Yes. (laughs) But I was just saying, like, now I've, like, I'm, like, the OG of my workplace because I'm the (laughs) only one left out of so many people that have been there for four years. So I just feel like, I don't know, people look up to me and, like, look at me as, like, a leader kind of there. 
and like to show them how to do, do certain things that they may n- not know how to do so I feel like that just helped me and like also just yeah yeah made me branch just outgrow out. yeah some of it sometimes exactly I mean, I agree with mine real quick. (laughs) One of the mentalities I had going into, like, high school was, like, or any new setting is, like, oh, I'm going to a school where I can start brand new and I could restart, like, my image that I had in, like, my old school. Yeah. And then that kind of led on to being someone who you're really not. And I feel like a lot of people mistaken that mindset to be... Like, yeah. Start off fresh, yeah. I just feel like if you think it, if you start yourself or present yourself as, like, a more improved version of your past self, then, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But if you're pretending to be someone who you're not, it's just, like, yeah. Yeah. Don't don't do that to yourself. Yeah. I can name someone (laughs) who's doing that right now, but no tea, no shade. Um, I just feel like once you kind of, like, embrace yourself or at least like try to embrace parts of yourself yeah you become more comfortable with who you are I kind of learned in high school like freshman year I was really self-conscious about what people thought about me then I just Mm -hmm. kind of reached a point where it's like I really just don't care yeah like I just kind of stopped caring what people thought about me because I was like I'm never gonna like after high school I'm never gonna see these people have I seen someone from high school no I literally haven't seen anyone from high school since graduation except maybe like three people yes which is great um Mm -hmm. but I just kind of gave up on trying to be perfect and, like, putting out this image that I was, like, yeah, someone who I'm not, like Katie was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've done, like, definitely when I started going into college, I, I put high school in the past, and I was like, yeah. okay, like, I'm going to be the better version of myself, and I'm going to be myself and, like, not care what other people think. Yeah, and, like, keep growing. Yep. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I've learned when it comes to struggling with uh, mental illness is that, like, there's always going to be good and bad days. I feel like everyone tries to put on this front that they're happy and positive literally 24-7. That's just so impossible and unattainable that I have been conditioned to think, like, if I have a day where I literally want to sit in bed and cry, I feel like that's being unproductive and that's being, like, so, like... I'm not being positive, if that makes sense. Like, the false yeah, positivity. Yeah, It's so unattainable to have 100% happiness 24-7. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people put on the front that they're fine, but they struggle in silence. And that's kind of where it's like you're not being authentic with yourself. Like, I'm yeah. super com- I mean, I know it's, it's very hard to talk about these things sometimes. So I get that there's some people who don't feel like talking about it but for me in order to be my most authentic self I have to like open up about my struggles with mental illness and like yeah talk about these things because that's just who I am right Mm -hmm. so I feel like once you talk about it you become closer with that person yeah in a way and with yourself and with yourself too you can be honest with yourself when you start talking about it openly exactly when I when I talk about like important stuff like that I feel like um, proud of myself for actually like mm-hmm. saying th- something that probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't have said in Honestly, my past self I yeah. feel like sharing your emotions to other people is a strength mm-hmm. yeah and, it really you know, is some people is. feel ashamed that they share their emotions to someone 
like they kind of regret it i'm like oh i should have never like told them that i'm like low-key depressed but like Mm -hmm. a lot of people should see it as like oh i was willing to be vulnerable with that person right show them you know my soft side that i don't usually show exactly vulnerability is like the most important thing i think you can have in this generation yeah because there's just so many insincere people Mm-hmm. And there's so many people who put on that front that they're great and that, like, nothing bothers them, like, bad bitch energy. Right. Well, yes, it's good to have that confidence in yourself and to, like, know your worth. You also have to, like, realize you can't always be bad bitch 24-7. You're going to have days where you need to just, like, cry to someone. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing to cry to someone or to, like, need to rant. Exactly. Like, so, yeah, talking about it is a great way to open up to people around you and just to yourself, I guess. Exactly. I feel like some people, some people who are reluctant to, like, deal with those sorts of things or, like, deal, like, I know I've talked to some people about my feelings and they feel, like, a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. because they're not in touch with their own, own feelings. Yeah. As well as, like, oh, I, I kind of feel uncomfortable that you're telling me this because I don't want your depression to spread to me, you know? And that's just weak. Yeah. That's, I find that very, like, selfish. It is. If it you're is. letting someone else's, like, like, obviously, like, I mean, there's some people, like, I don't know, empaths are hard because then, like, some people absorb other people's emotions. But if you're letting someone's depression, like, kind of come off as like a reflection or like your own con- like I don't know like if someone's I just telling feel you like that's like someone's being vulnerable with you with their feelings and you're thinking that it's like a disease that it'll spread onto you yeah like or you're like just you're caring about yourself and not others mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like yeah. they trusted you enough to you know to let them know how they've been feeling lately mm-hmm. and they're like why are you telling me this yeah that happened in my last relationship a couple of times I've I had, I mean, I wouldn't say all the time. It wasn't, like, like super abusive in that sense. But there were occasions where it was, like, they would get offended at something that I said. Like, hey, you did this, and it made me feel really sad. Like, I was just wondering if we could, like, fix it. They would get offended and get frustru- frustrated with me for saying how I felt. And it's so hard to trust yourself when you're in, like, an emotionally abusive relationship with anyone, not just, like, romantic. Because you don't feel like you have emotions like they play it down so it feels like oh I well I can't talk about this anymore I can't open up to anyone about it because they don't trust me so who else is gonna trust me you know Mm -hmm. so anyways yeah I just feel like in general mental illness is something that needs to be really destigmatized (laughs) there's so many people who struggle with it there's so many people who who deal with things like this and so talking openly about it is so important and it's something that you know needs to happen more yeah i just definitely agree having people be more aware of things and like more accepting of other people's feelings and having empathy that's just like the greatest strength i feel like anyone could have exactly and i also feel like talking about your emotions just makes you feel better and also mm-hmm. like like talking with someone and hearing their feedback sometimes sometimes because sometimes (laughs) their feedback can be like not the greatest and something you don't want to hear but like sometimes you can feel comforted by like other people's words 
in a way. Yeah. And it yeah. kind of helps you, but it also helps them because they might be feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. They're just not saying it, and they might feel better about it if you... Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's a two-way street. You're both helping each other. Yeah. So kind of feel I, like that. I feel like when you open up about it, too, you encourage other people to, like, be comfortable enough to open up about theirs. Yeah. So. I definitely agree. Yeah. I think also, um, for anyone, I think this is kind of off topic. I'm just going to kind of go on a different rant about mental health. But I feel like for some people, therapy is really great. Like, for Nat, like, I know it didn't, like, really work out. But for someone who's, like, thinking about going to therapy, it's just nice to have that person who's really non-biased to talk to. Because you're not yeah. getting, like, an opinion. You're getting more of, like, oh, well, why do you feel like this? Or, like, you're getting more, like, you're you're asking, you're getting asked questions. So you're, like, having to think and reflect on your own self and figure out how to grow within yourself and not, like, based on other people's opinions. So, yeah, that's definitely, like, true. Because in my, like, last class, um, they talked about therapy versus talking to a friend. Mm-hmm. and bias definitely played a big role in that conversation yeah because if you're talking to a friend about person obviously um you're trying to be empathetic and like also like trying to like not be biased in a way because if you're yeah. telling me about your relationship and i also know that person mm-hmm. you know yeah it's like <laughs> yeah you hear what you want to hear yeah but Versus the therapist, they don't know that person. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. They only know you. And, and how you feel. Right. So right. it's just easy to talk about it with them because you don't... I mean, normally I don't get as, like, anxious when I talk to my therapist about, like, things like that because I feel like she gives me, like, no judgment and she kind of just redirects it to me like what can I do to be better like what can I do to like make it work but it's always a journey it's like a continuous journey when you are struggling with mental illness and that's something that is super important to be aware of exactly and I feel like everyone's journey is different because some things will work for others and some things won't work for others yeah you just because like everyone's different you I feel like you just have to find find what works for you and what what can help you the best Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because like at the end of the day you're the one living with yourself so you have to try to make yourself happier Mm -hmm. with different things that make you that work for you if that's what I'm trying to say that makes any (laughs) sense (laughs) yeah I I don't know this is kind of a question I feel like I've already know the answer to this but do you think your anxiety caused depression? Do you think it, like, led to depressive episodes in your life or just, like, depression in general? Because I know for me, my anxiety recently has, like, in the past couple months has led to, like, severe depression. Yeah. So I can see how anxiety can lead to people's, like, depression. Mm-hmm. But for yeah. me, I don't, I don't have thoughts about, like, ending my life. Mm-hmm. Um... But, yeah, before. (laughs) Before that definitely happened to me. I definitely, like, questioned, like, the purpose of, like, my Mm well-being. Because I've gone through, like, tough obstacles in my life that made me question whether or not if I should keep going. Yeah. But, I mean, I lived through them. And I learned. 
and yeah. my I still have anxiety now but after that like I guess in a way anxiety kind of made me stronger yeah, um, yeah it made me 100%. who I am so um it depends how you deal with it 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 definitely took me time and a mm-hmm. lot of falls to get where I am right now yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah no in a way it it did i guess then right yeah because like depression yeah. doesn't have to be suicide no i oh yeah so yeah it's like, like i don't know i guess it's really hard to define depression it, it's different for everyone but like for me it was like a huge just like lack of motivation right if you're like anything. worrying yeah. and anxious of course it's gonna lead to like a darker darker path yeah like, yeah it's just like a cascade you mm-hmm. know yeah. So yes, if that answered your question, yes, <laughs> I think I think so. But like for me, I don't really think I have like depression. I know I have like bad and good days. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes my anxiety is worse than other days, and I'll have like a bad day and think like, oh my gosh, like I don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. not anything bad, but like just like okay, nah, you need to calm down, you need to figure out what's going on, and, like, focus on, like, um, trying to, like, get better and stuff like that, but, like, there's never been a point where I've been, like, super sad, where I didn't want to get out of bed, or, like, something like that, or, Mm -hmm. like, or where I didn't feel, like, or I wasn't motivated to do anything. I mean, school, obviously. No one's motivated <laughs> to do that. But. Oh, no. Definitely. Um, I'm burning out right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But I feel like for me, that's it's never really come to that bad of a point where it's. But, like, if. Yeah. yeah I, I would say I would say that anxiety definitely can lead to depression. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for me, it hasn't. It's just my anxiety has good and bad days, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, some days you're more anxious than others. Yeah. But responding back to your question again, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had days where I wouldn't want to get up from bed. Like, I was just so unmotivated about everything. Mm-hmm. And that stems from my first heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's probably what you're experiencing yeah. after yeah, that. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. yeah. I... I I felt like depressed, yeah. Super depressed after my first heartbreak. Yeah. Until it I realized <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I gotta be better than him. Like that. Yeah. Like that mindset really made me to keep going. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I have never been this depressed in my life. Real talk here. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I had a breakup happen to me, my first heartbreak ever. And then three days later, my grandma passed away. So that was fun. Um, Katie's phone just went off as we're talking about this. <laughs> it's always <laughs> um, So that was, like, that threw me in for a huge loop. Very big um, depressive phase. I've been depressed for probably six months of my life now. I feel like my anxiety causes a lot of my depression because I think the negative things and I start thinking and worrying excessively about all the wrong, the things that could go wrong. And then I become so upset and so depressed and I just, and then my depression just turns into like, I just don't want to deal with this anymore. Like this morning was really hard for me to get out of bed. Like it's been hard for me these past three days to just 
have any like form of motivation to do things like Mm -hmm. it genuinely took me like three hours to get a homework assignment done like that's Mm -hmm. how bad it's been but I I don't think like I I just I don't think depression is something that's like talked it, it is talked about a lot people don't really understand like genuine like like clinical depression like if that makes sense people on like tiktok are like oh i'm depressed like yeah yeah yeah, you're sad but like like if you have like clinical depression it's like it's really really hard to like feel motivated to get out of bed to like even take care of yourself like shower and brush your teeth like that's so like that takes so much effort and like it's just you become so like drained yeah so yeah and i would say like my depression has been it, it's just something that will get better with time but my anxiety's just always been there yeah so i think my anxiety causes me to be sad mm-hmm. but like it doesn't cause me to be at like so sad that i can't do things right right so i feel like i'm just sad right <laughs> if that makes sense yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. a difference from depressed and sad right and i feel like I don't know, but corona and everything, and, like, everything, and, like, being stuck in my room all the time, it just makes me anxious and more, like, stressed out and more worried, Mm -hmm. and just, like, makes me a little bit more sad than normal, but, like, I can handle it, if that makes sense. I think through the pandemic, a lot of people struggled with mental illness because it's a time to, like, actually, like, slow down and, like, sit with your feelings and have to deal with them. Because in, like, I've, we mentioned this before, but, like, in our culture, it's, like, go, 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 24-7. Like, yeah, distract exactly. yourself, you'll be fine. And then, like, pandemic happened and the world, like, stopped and, like, put a pause on everything. Then everyone had to, like, go back home and, like, sit with their emotions and, like, be by themselves. And it's, like, yeah. oh, I don't want to deal with this right now. Like, there's days where, like, or, like, during quarantine and even now where I'm just, like, I don't want to be sad today. Like, I just yeah. don't feel the energy to cry like I, I need to cry but I just don't want to be sad like yeah. I just you know so it, I feel like during the pandemic like I was also like that well mm-hmm. the beginning of the Same. pandemic because I was like oh my god I just like don't want to be sad today let's go do 50 million things to distract myself so I don't get depressed and lay in bed all day yeah but it's mm-hmm. hard to find that like balance between like mental toughness and like mental like like strength I don't know strength I yeah. guess yeah because like sometimes like like, as an athlete, you grow up and it's like, go, go, go. Like, you need to do good. You have to push yourself and work hard. And it's like, yeah, do that. But also, like, I got, I got to a point where, like, I never took breaks for myself. And, like, I never, like, did anything. So, like, during a pandemic, I was like, oh, well, like, now I have time to take a break. How do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> so, it, there's a difference between, like, being, like, mentally tough and, like, being super hard on yourself and, like, beating yourself up for things. But yeah. No, that makes sense. This is taking your time at your own pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because honestly, quarantine, like the beginning of quarantine when everyone was like freaking out. Yeah. It actually like took, it actually like made me stop and like finally relax because yeah. it was like spring break at the time because I was like in high school. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I already had like two weeks of break and then it extended for like a year. So yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. I actually have time to just, like, slow down. Yeah, it was, it, it was, was good at first. I, yeah. I actually enjoyed quarantine for a while because I got to, like, uh, learn a bunch of things that yeah. I didn't have time to learn. 
Like, I got to paint. I got to, like, actually sit down and play the piano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like, did things that I would not have done if school exactly. kept going. Yeah. yeah. School's really bad for my mental health. Yeah. Extremely bad for my mental Anatomy health. Anatomy is just waking so up early bad. for me. <laughs> <laughs> I still oh can't do God. that. <laughs> I just, I don't know. The stress of school is sometimes unbearable, and I think that causes a lot of anxiety for a lot of people. But, yes. like chronic stress is so horrible for your health mm-hmm. and um yeah thanks school for that one I'm gonna exactly. have chronic stress for the rest of my life yep. <laughs> I guess we can kind of segue into like ways that we deal with it you know yeah we kind of talked about some of them but yeah we'll try we'll... not to repeat them. yeah yeah okay well for like for me obviously therapy love you queen thanks for that one <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do, like, yoga, and then, um, meditation a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I'll have, like, a spa night where I'll, like, just pamper myself and, like, put face masks on and just, like, listen to relaxing music or, like, Mm -hmm. wave sounds or, like, piano music. I don't even know. And then I'll just, like, um, just pamper myself and just, like, make myself and have no social media yeah have a cleanse from that and then just like focus on myself and like sometimes i'll um doodle or draw or yeah like paint or something to re- ease my mind and coloring relax. is fun yeah <laughs> i love coloring so that's normally what i do yeah um or i'll watch the voice or something or i yeah. love my netflix time yes. at night that mm-hmm. is my way to relax yeah. and unwind. I just watch Netflix and I chill. Exactly. So that's pretty much what I do. Mm-hmm. And it seems to help a lot. Or yeah. I'll go on a walk or exercise. I love exercising. Yes. Yeah, exercising helps so much. Exactly. Natural endorphins. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. For me, I watch, like, YouTubers that, like, they're, like, fame. Like, you know how YouTubers, they, like, yeah. categorize themselves as a certain genre? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, beauty gurus, gamers. Like, I yeah. watch, like, self-improvement videos. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, I watch, like, YouTubers that, like, try, like, different routines that could, like, um, improve, like, their mental health or, like, yeah. their productivity. Like, I like watching those YouTubers. Self-improvement videos is, like, what I binge on yeah because Mm -hmm. I'm like ooh, like what could I do that I could incorporate in my routine to help better myself yeah Mm -hmm. Um, I always like learning from others and what they do so I can like I guess see how others can be successful and like morph it into my own way to become successful Mm -hmm. so I do that I talk to my friends yeah I would like I would I would just text my friends the most randomest things that happened to me. Um, yeah. I knowing like example like Lauren and Natalie when I just hang out with them I just like pull out a random song like I would sing a song like, like Lauren would say something like a word. And I would like sing a song that yeah. has that word. Oh in yeah, it. like <laughs> or, I would just pull out over it. The song on a note. Or, or when Katie's talking, or when we're one of us are talking about something, 
well, not serious or anything. She'll say, your mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Your mom all, all the, the time. Oh, my God. That's a bad habit. <laughs> <laughs> your mom. <laughs> and oh then we just God. laugh I'm about such, it. Oh, yeah. Such a clown, Katie. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Third grade troll. I guess social support <laughs> is what we're going with. A great way to help with your, like anxiety or like your, your struggles is to surround yourself with people who make you laugh exactly yes. and have fun make tiktoks with yes each other. yeah <laughs> you guys will see a tiktok on yes. our insta page stay tuned on when our we Instagram. update this episode or upload this episode <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i like to journal a lot I feel yeah. like journal. It's hard to do it sometimes because you're like, oh my god, I don't want to sit with this emotion. Yeah. But then you actually do it and you feel so much better. You can like write it on a piece of paper, close it, and then move on with your day. That's what I mm-hmm. like to do. Um, but I also like to pray a lot. I think praying yeah. helps me, knowing that I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, praying and journaling is what I like to listen to podcasts and go on walks. That yeah. is very therapeutic for me. I like to walk around the cemetery. One time I was walking around the cemetery and staying alive by the Bee Gees came on and I was like, this is very uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> walking around the cemetery is pretty fun. It's just like calming. Like I, I go to my grandparents' grave and stuff and I just like sit and you just chill. You just vibe. That must be nice. Yeah. It's yeah. quiet. So it's a very nice place to like whew, I would breathe. go visit my grandpa at the grave. But, like, with my family and such. Yeah. But I would see, like, other people in, like, the cemeteries just sitting down. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, like, having a picnic. Yeah. With their, like, deceased just, loved ones. It's nice. Yeah. It's just... Like, just talking to them. It's, it's calming. My, it's my mom did that, too. Like, she was... My mom and dad actually, like, sat down and talked to my grandfather. Grave. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to do that because I feel like it kind of not only incorporates prayer but it also incorporates like walking and like trying to exercise and stuff so yeah that's kind of my form of like self-care what I like to do but when I go back to Boston I think it's gonna be a little weird because I don't have my cemetery to go to anymore so yeah. just get walking Take a picture of your grandma's grave <laughs> yeah just print it and put it on your wall yeah yeah so that's a great form of um therapy oh yeah. I like reading um self-transformation books Mm-hmm. Like actually reading before bed Me too. Yeah, is I like really nice. I like listening to audiobooks. Yeah. Um. Too because sometimes it's like a podcast. Yeah, it's kind of like podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say like reading, reading, reading yeah. and just listening to podcasts and like praying as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are all great ways to kind of calm down. Exactly. I think. Um. So like for all of our listeners out there. I think one way to meditate that I really like is um, it's like pyramid breathing. So basically you do like one breath in, one breath out, and then you go up to two and so on, and then you get up to ten. Yeah. And then you start going back down. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a little pyramid scheme, and that's like a great meditation that I like to use to calm down before I sleep, just to kind of like calm my nervous system, get out of fight, flight or fight mode. um, Yeah. And just kind of play along with it, you know, just try to relax and go with the breath. But yeah, that's a good way to meditate, I feel like, is focusing on breath work and exactly. trying to calm yourself down. Exactly. Get yourself out of that stressful mindset and situation. So, another way that I like 
cope with or like try to calm my breathing is like I'll like play ocean waves mm-hmm. or something and I'll like my inhales would be the waves coming in my oh. exhales would be the waves coming out and each breath it like you breathe in slowly and then you breathe out slowly right. and it like helps you calm your breathing that's how I've learned and like also when I was doing hypnotherapy mm-hmm. that also helped me because my happy place is the beach mm-hmm. and I want to live near the beach when I'm older because it's just my calm place right. every time I go to the beach I feel calm mm-hmm. I don't know why I think it's just because I've always like had that sense of calmness when it came to like um breathing in and out with the waves so I feel like just going to the beach and hearing it also helps so like repetition I feel like definitely helps you become better with breathing yes and like I agree so I feel like practicing is definitely beneficial because it's not gonna happen right away Mm -hmm. I thought it was gonna be happen right away when I first started (laughs) and that's not how it works no yeah no that's not how it works so but yeah I think that's that's pretty much it I think talking about it has been good for us. I mean, we've mentioned it before, but actually doing an episode on this has been very good to kind of get it out. Yeah. And it's a good way to, like, raise awareness. I don't want people to feel like, oh, they're so happy on social media. Like, everything's great. It's like, no, everyone struggles. Don't believe what you see on social media and everything. And I think now that we kind of, like, have a platform to, like, talk about it, not that it's, like, a a growing huge platform yeah, exactly. but it is a, a platform in a sense that we can like talk about it it's nice yeah. to get it out and like share it with everyone exactly and just know that if you're going through depression or anxiety or any mental illness you're not alone because a lot of people like feel like they're alone but when they hear that they're not alone it kind of helps them cope right so yeah. i definitely that would be my message for this um episode today is just like no one's alone and like everyone's great yeah things will get better and it it does happen just keep pushing along exactly so so thank you all for listening i'm gonna include some links to different websites and hotlines that you can call if you're struggling um and yeah i think that's pretty much it so thank you guys for listening see you the next episode Bye. bye